Timing is always the issue in the church. God's word tells us of a coming earth-ending judgment, gives us signs to watch, but not a precise time. Consequently, we are rife with speculations and prophecies, some true, some not. Many ministries are frankly fear-mongering. Fear is not an option for the faithful, those who are full of faith. The words are one and the same. Because of God's words, we are directed to be vigilant, to watch, but not to be fearful or full of fear. These words are also one and the same. During these last days, Romans 8:28, which reads, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, will be pivotal verse for God's children. Everything will work together for our good. Even the coming Antichrist will benefit the redeemed. The plain reading of Second Thessalonians chapter 2 tells us that when the son of perdition goes into the temple and confesses himself to be God, that we will be caught away to meet Jesus Christ in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Yes, everything works together for our good, yet for the world, the warning signs are flashing red. Have you made your peace with God? Have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Make today the best day of your life. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Matthew twenty four twenty nine through 30. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory." God said, Revelation 8, 10, and 11, And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. God said, Isaiah 24, 19, and 20, The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. Man said, These doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world and certainly no judgment day. Now the record. Bizarre, dramatic, and alarming statements are made in the Word of God that first seem beyond the realm of practicality. But today, the most bizarre, dramatic, and alarming declarations have breached the realm of possibility and even have become reality. In the great seven-year tribulation period, which leads up to the dreaded battle of Armageddon and the end of the world as we know it, stars falling like figs and striking the earth with devastating results are in the Bible's forecast. Several paragraphs from previous God Said, Man Said uh, features important to this feature follow. 21 Signs of Doomsday, Update 6. Interfacing the parlance of today with the Bible's words and terms is important to understand the Word of God. For example, consider the word dinosaur. This word was coined by a scientist in the mid-1800s, and it means terrible lizard. 
The Bible's names for these creatures include dragon, leviathan, behemoth, and fiery flying serpent. The bodies of the cosmos, on the other hand, are called the sun, moon, stars, planets, and the host of heaven. These terms would include all that you see when you look into the heavens of outer space. The Word of God prophesies of stars falling out of the sky during the very last days, causing colossal damage and judgment to this earth. Could it be so? Could the Word of God be correct? According to reporting by Scott Carney in Discover Magazine, November 2007, there are 185 identified sites on earth which have been struck by celestial bodies, and this is only what has been found on dry land. In 1998, the U.S. Congress directed NASA to locate all asteroids near the Earth that are two-thirds of a mile in diameter. Scientists claim this is of sufficient size to obliterate civilization as we know it today. In 2005, Congress asked NASA what kind of effort would be needed to identify 90% of near-Earth asteroids that are 460 feet in diameter and larger, and to do it by the year 2020. Certainly there is a increased global concern that the sky is falling someday soon. Hollywood recently jumped on the bandwagon with movies such as Deep Impact, Armageddon, and Asteroid. The scriptures clearly prophesy sudden impact, stars falling from the sky. Could the scriptures actually be true? Are there doomsday stars heading our way? And the same issue by Discover, an article was published under the title, What to Do Before the Asteroid Strikes. The subtitle reads, The Doomsday Rock is out there. It's just a matter of time. The following excerpts are from that article. In 2004, as a massive tsunami roiled through the Indian Ocean, killing hundreds of thousands of people, a dozen or so scientists quietly confronted an impending disaster potentially even more lethal. They had inside intelligence that a chunk of rock and metal roughly 1,300 feet wide was hurtling toward a possible collision with the most populated swath of Earth, Europe, India, and Southeast Asia. Furiously crunching numbers on their computers, they, uh, the, the researchers put the odds of impact in the year 2029 at exactly those of hitting the number in a game of roulette, 1 in 37. We usually deal with one chance in a million, recalls Stephen Chesley at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. This was absolutely extraordinary. I didn't expect to see anything like it in my career. By the end of the day on December 27, 2004, to the relief of the observers, archival data turned up trajectory information that rendered the odds of a collision nil. Nonetheless, in 2029, the asteroid dubbed Apophis, derived from the Egyptian god Apep, the destroyer who dwells in eternal darkness, will zoom closer to Earth than the world's communication satellites do. On April 13, 2036, it will return, this time with a 1 in 45,000 chance of hitting somewhere on a line stretching from the Pacific Ocean near California to Central America. Because Apophis was discovered during one of the world's greatest natural disasters, the worries about the impact went largely unnoticed. 
But that tense day, December 26, 2004, stunned the small group of astronomers who dutifully detect and plot trajectories of hundreds of thousands of the millions of chunks of rock whizzing around the solar system. Though too small to end civilization, unlike the asteroid that may have doomed the dinosaurs, Apophis could pack a punch comparable to a large nuclear weapon. Traveling at 28,000 miles per hour, it would heat up as it passed through Earth's atmosphere, turning the dark rock into a fiery sun as it arced across the sky. Then it would either explode just above ground, as one most likely did in 1908, leveling a vast forest in the Tunguska region of Siberia, uh, Siberia uh, uh, or gouge a crater 20 times its size if it hit London. There would be no London, says Apollo 9 astronaut Rusty Schwerkart who had closely followed the discussion of the potential 2029 impact. Slamming into the ocean, Apophis could create a tsunami, dwarfing the one that killed more than 200,000 people around Indonesia, end of quotes. Headline, October 2013, Guardian. Enormous asteroid is on collision course with Earth. Headline, deepastronomy.com. Apophis, the asteroid that could smash into the Earth on April 13, 2036. 21 Signs of Doomsday, Update 19, Did Meteors Participate in Noah's Flood? Jesus said it would be like it was in the days of Noah when he returns for the church to meet him in the clouds. And then shortly thereafter, he returns for the great battle of Armageddon where the world as we know it meets its end. In the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, willingly oblivious to the prophecies of Noah and their impending doom. In the days of Noah, the word of God reports that the earth was filled with violence and the imaginations of men were continually evil. Does that sound remotely familiar to today's earth? Jesus said it would be like the days of Noah when he returns, and geologists say a strong anomaly in regard to meteorites was happening during the year of the flood, which resulted in the total destruction of the earth as we know it. Dr. Andrew Snelling, in the January-March 2012 edition of Answers magazine, under the heading of Did Meteors Trigger Noah's Flood, weighed in with the following. But what catastrophe might God have used to cause the Earth's crust many miles thick to crack? Some have suggested a meteorite or asteroid impact of unprecedented size and scope. Do we find any evidence? Geologists have discovered some gargantuous remnant craters and piles of debris left over from massive impact that easily fit the bill. One example of an impact powerful enough to trigger the flood is the 56-mile-wide Ackerman Impact Crater in South Australia. It apparently resulted from a 2.5-mile-wide asteroid that slammed into the outback at almost 16 miles per second. The explosion would have been equivalent to the detonation of 50,000 to 100,000 hydrogen bombs at once. The impact blasted some of the pulverized pre-flood crystalline basement rock to sites 280 miles away, and the debris accumulated in a layer 16 inches thick within some of the earliest flood deposits. The impact ages of 110 craters, as estimated using the secular dating methods, were tabulated. Secular geologists thus believe that large meteorites crashed into the Earth at a rate of 1 to 8 every 30 million years, but that the rate was much higher in recent years. However, these scientists, who believe that the bulk of the fossil record was deposited during the flood, reach a very different conclusion. 
According to the flood model, the first 71 of these 110 impacts would have occurred during the year of the flood, and the other 39 would spread out over 4,500 years since the flood. The rate during the flood was catastrophic, 71 in one year versus an average of only one impact every 115 years. Even most of those 30 post-flood impacts likely occurred in the first few decades after the flood as the catastrophic processes that triggered the flood slowed to today's snail pace. We cannot be certain whether God used an asteroid or swarms of asteroids to begin the flood event and the resulting breakup of the Earth's crust into plates. However, we do find evidence that asteroids were striking the Earth at catastrophic rates during the flood and that these asteroids were spread over the Earth's surface. Asteroids surely contributed greatly to the horrific and violent geologic events that took place during God's year of judgment of the Earth. End of quote. Does secular science confirm Dr. Snelling's assessments? In a November 2007 issue of Discover magazine, environmental archaeologist Bruce Massey had this to say. Massey's biggest idea is that some 5,000 years ago, a three-mile-wide ball of rock and ice swung around the sun and smashed into the ocean off the coast of Madagascar. The ensuing cataclysm sent a series of 600-foot-high tsunamis crashing against the world's coastlines and injected plumes of superheated water vapor and aerosol particles into the atmosphere. Within hours, the infusion of heat and moisture blasted its way into jet streams and spawned super-hurricanes that pummeled the other side of the planet. For about a week, material ejected into the atmosphere plunged the world into darkness. All told, up to 80% of the world's population may have perished, making it the single most lethal event in history, end of quote. Mr. Massey's calculations fit in well with the global flood in the days of Noah, which took place 4,356 years ago, end of quotes. Revelation chapter 8, 10, and 11 speaks of a falling star called Wormwood, which corrupts one-third of the world's fresh water supply. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter." The water becomes bitter and many men die from drinking it. Warm wood is a massive star that poisons a third of the world's fresh water. What do the world's cosmologists have to say about warm wood? Stay tuned. Thousands of years ago, God declares a star falling to the earth called Wormwood. Wormwood comes because of the weight of sin. Jeremiah nine thirteen through 15 speaks about this problem. And the Lord saith, Because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart, and after Balaam, which their fathers taught them. Therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood, and give them water of gall to drink. The star Wormwood will cause the water to become bitter and many will die from drinking, and science now knows this to be a very real possibility. The following paragraph, titled Hydrogen Cyanide Polymers on Comets, was published by C.N. Matthews and R. Ludicky of the University of Illinois Department of Chemistry, and it reads, 
The original presence on cometary nuclei of frozen volatiles, such as methane, ammonia, and water, makes them ideal sites for the formation and condensed phase polymerization of hydrogen cyanide. We propose that the non-volatile black crust of comet Halley consists largely of such polymers. Dust emanating from Halley's nucleus contributing to the comet entail would also arise partly from these solids. Indeed, secondary species such as CN have been widely detected as well as HCN itself and particles consisting only of H, C, and N. Our continuing investigation suggests that the yellow, orange, brown, black polymers are of two types, ladder structures with conjugated minus C equals N, N minus, bonds and polymers readily converted by water to polypep- polypeptides. These easily formed um, macromolecules could be major components of the dark matter observed on the giant planets Jupiter and Saturn, as well as on outer solar system bodies such as asteroids, moons, and other comets. End of quote. Cogwriter.com weighs in with the following under the heading, NASA indirectly confirms Wormwood prophecy. In addition, to look, in addition, pardon me, to looking like a star falling from the heavens, looking like a torch, and an asteroid could possibly do that, comets normally appear with cyanogen. Astronomers state hydrogen cyanide on comets may be their source of cyanogen gas. Interestingly, the cyanogen gas mixes with water to form hydrogen cyanide, which has an almond odor and a bitter taste and reportedly causes death at concentrations over five parts per million. Finally, Jeffrey Kluger, who oversees Time's Science and Technology Reporting, wrote in February 2013 under the heading, Duck, close shave with an asteroid coming. The amount of damage an asteroid could do if it clobbered us is determined largely by its mass. Anything that's up to 131 feet across or so, as NASA puts it on its website, smaller than a modest office building, would be incinerated by the atmosphere before it hit the ground. At most, its remains would produce a blast equivalent to three megatons. Very bad news for anyone in the vicinity, but not the kind of earth-crust-cracking disaster that make bad action movies out of. Asteroids from... 131 feet to six-tenths of a mile could do tremendous damage on a local scale, NASA says. A hit by a 1.2-mile or larger asteroid would cause a million megaton blast and produce severe environmental damage on a global scale. The probable consequences would be an impact winter with loss of crops worldwide and subsequent starvation and disease. End of quote. It's time to prepare to meet your God. God said in Matthew chapter 24, 29 through 30, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. God said, Revelation 8, 10, and 11, And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, 
burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers, and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and men died of the waters because they were made bitter. God said, Isaiah 24, 19 and 20, The earth is utterly broken down, the earth is clean dissolved, the earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall remove like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. Man said, These doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end of this world, and certainly no judgment day. Now you have the record.